The following podcast is a presentation of Liberty Christian Fellowship, loving God and loving people in a hurting world. For more information about our church, visit us online at libertyobx.com. You can also like us on Facebook or follow us on Twitter and Instagram for updates and encouragement. We hope this message inspires you and blesses you. Now prepare your hearts to hear a powerful word from God. God bless. You look good this morning. Uh, I asked Scott what I was a preach on. He said, Jesus. I said, good. I can do this. Uh, actually, I know that you guys have been working through Ephesians uh, in, in, a, in a more detailed way. And so I'm going to pick up and try to stay in line with some of what's already been taught or preached. And I'm going to ask you if you would look with me at Ephesians 4. And I'm going to be picking up roughly with verse 7 and then walking through some things that I think are incredibly significant for you and me. One of the things that happens to us is that we get focused on getting to heaven. We get focused on missing hell. Both of those things are really good. Missing hell is great. Getting to heaven is greater even But we also, between that time that we come to meet Jesus and that time we find ourselves with our Father for all eternity, there's a whole journey that we need to make. And and God didn't just reach down into this place and save you so he could set you on a shelf between that time and the time you get to heaven. God's got stuff for each one of us to participate in. It's called kingdom life. And all along the journey in terms of kingdom life, God, since he has designed each one of us, specifically designed each one of us, and has really invested in each of us destiny and purpose, he also has invested in us giftings that will enable us to do what he's called us to do. Uh, You've heard it said before that God doesn't call the qualified, God qualifies the called. God's got something for you to do. You don't have to sit around and worry about can you do it. You just submit yourself to Jesus, let the Holy Spirit empower and equip you, and then get about the business that God's got for you. Because it's not about your ability, it's about your availability. But if you'll be available for what God's called you to, He will equip you. No free lunches. Everybody has a part to play in this kingdom life thing. Everybody that's a part of liberty has a place, has a calling, has an area of service that God has called you to. Now, it may be that that might not be clear for you, but it can become clear for you. And it might be that you're not thrilled about it, but you can get thrilled about it. Truth of the matter is, God has for you something incredibly special and an area of service where you only can fill the spot that's been prepared for you. Now, all of us have a place. So I want to encourage you as we walk through this scripture, not asking you this morning to say, oops, oops, revelation, I got it right now. This is my spot. If God does that for you, that's cool. But what I'm asking you to do is to understand that we're all called to be servants. When we talk about being conformed to the image of Christ, that we're to be like him. When we go back to Philippians, we understand that Jesus made of himself no reputation, and he humbled himself 
In his humility, he went to the cross. Why? To serve his Father and to serve you and me. And if we're going to be like Jesus, then we are to be servants. Servants of the Most High God and servants of one another. And then if we understand that and accept it, the issue is, what is our area of service? How does God want to use us in service on the way back to the house? Understanding now that you are a gifted person. Doesn't matter what you think is your gifting in the natural. This is not about natural giftings. This is about the supernatural work of the Holy Spirit in our lives where God himself has gifted us and the Holy Spirit will empower us to walk these things out. Now, what we're looking at here in Ephesians uh, is the fact that we can't do this service stuff in terms of our journey back to the house, can't do it as lone rangers. We're not called to be lone rangers in the kingdom. We're called to be part of the body of Christ so that when the body is rightly fitted together, then we function in unity. And when we function in unity, there's no demon in hell can stop what God wants to do through his people. But the enemy's design is for us somehow or the other to get self-centered, get separated into our own stuff, and not find our place in the body and yield and function together as one unit. God is about unifying us as his children. There's a lot of talk in the world about diversity and how we need to embrace diversity. And sometimes I want to say, excuse me, if you've got a brain, you know there's diversity. Short people, tall people, chunky people, skinny people. Brown people, yellow people, ugly people, white people, good people. Strange people. There's a lot of diversity in the world. So there's diversity in the body of Christ. It's not our diversity that we celebrate in terms of our strength. Our strength is in our unity. That's where our strength is. Now, in order to be unified, we have to be willing to welcome diversity. True. But the strength is in the unity. Make sense to you? Okay. So God wants us to serve. That's the calling on each one of us. We are to serve. You know, for example, if Scott's here as a lead pastor, he's here to serve. He's not here to be worshiped. He's to be appreciated and valued but he is a servant. If he's not a servant, he doesn't need to be your lead pastor. Jamie, as a pastor on staff, teacher, leader of our youth, gifted, talented, if he's not here to serve, he doesn't need to be here. He's not here to be served. He's here to serve. Now, when we understand that that's true for all of us, then we can begin to understand what God's trying to do with his body. So as I, as I read through this initially, I want you to just sort of keep some of that in mind, and then we're going to come back and address some of these individual things, and then hopefully, uh, if I don't get it too confused for you, uh, we'll come out at a better place than we did this morning. 
understanding our place, understanding our value, understanding the call on our lives, and understanding that this is the most exciting thing that you can ever be called into. This is kingdom stuff. It's not just liberty stuff. This is kingdom stuff. And the kingdom of God is big, y'all. And the truth of the matter is, the kingdom of God was before this earth here was. We're not building the kingdom. It already existed. We just get to participate in it and participate in its unfolding throughout the world. So we want to take up our place and we want to serve to the glory of God. Does it make sense to you? And I've said a number of times in my relationship with this church, I love liberty and I love the folks that make liberty up. But I'm not really here because I love you. I'm here because I love him. Because he said that's where you serve. So if I'm serving there, I'm loving it. Because he sent me and he said, do it. Does that make sense to you? Okay, so that means if you got somebody you're not thrilled about and God sends you to serve them, your first task is to love them. Because out of loving him, you can love them. And out of serving him, you can serve them. All right? One last comment and I'm moving on. That means everybody has a place in the body of Christ. Everybody. And we find in 1 Corinthians 12, Scripture there is saying that it has pleased the Father that he has placed each member of the body in the body as it pleased him. Does that make sense to you? So if I need to know what my place is, I need to talk to my daddy. Because he's put me there in a way that's pleased himself, not just to please me. I want to be on a praise team singing beautifully. Daddy didn't put me there. And if I chose to get there, there'd be some upset folk. You people would be sitting there saying, oh, goodness, not again, please. Not again. It was about to kill me last time. Don't put that boy up there again. I need to find out where he wants me placed and how he wants to serve me and gladly take up my place there out of love for him and out of love for the ones he sends me to. All right? Okay, go with me here to uh, Ephesians 4. But to each one of us, grace has been given as Christ apportioned it. This is why it says, when he ascended on high... He took many captives and gave gifts to his people. And what does he ascended mean except that he also descended to the lower earthly regions? He who descended is the very one who ascended higher than all the heavens in order to fill the whole universe. Now, if you're confused about all of that verbiage, here's what it means. Jesus is all in all. The universe is covered by him. Nothing's too big, nothing's too low. He can go high, he can go low. Wherever you are, he can meet you there. Whatever the need, wherever the need, whatever the need, wherever the need, he, Jesus, is able to meet that need. So there's nothing out here that is beyond our ability to serve. 
It just has to do with where does he want to send us? Are we willing to be equipped by his person in terms of the Holy Spirit? That's all. That's all it means. Stay with me now. So Christ himself gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, and teachers. Why did he do this? To equip his people for works of service. So why then do we have, why do we have apostles and prophets and evangelists and pastors and teachers? To equip the people for service. So, for example, when we join a church or we become part of a fellowship or we make it our fellowship home and that's where we come, we don't come to say, for example, and sit in liberty so we can marvel at the praise team or marvel at the preaching or get excited about the cushion we're sitting on or get excited about the crosses on the wall, even though you can if you want to. But our reason for being here, once we come to know Jesus, is to be equipped. To be equipped for areas of service. We have pastors who nurture us, care for us. We love them. But their job isn't here to entertain us. On a Sunday morning, it's not to say what makes us feel good. It's not to have the best personality or the best smile in the whole of Christendom. It's not about the most beautiful sanctuary. It's not about the most comfortable chairs. It's about coming into the house with an expectation that we're going to be equipped to serve him better. Now, the problem you have with Western Christianity is that that's really often not the case. That people come in on a Sunday morning because we like preacher A, we don't like preacher B, preacher A is preaching so cool, we'll go today. Or we like the praise team, so hey, this is the place we're going to go. Or there's a church down yonder, I just like it because they, they know what level to run the air conditioning so I don't freeze to death. So I want to show up on a given Sunday morning so I can be entertained, so I can feel good. No. We want to show up to worship him and be equipped to serve him and serve others. Now, I got to tell you guys, that is not a popular message in Western Christianity. Because we have such a tendency to bring into the church what we have in the world. And the world out here is entertain me. Make me feel good. Tell me everything's going to be all right. And tell, tell me how best to take advantage of what's available to me so that I can really prosper in this realm. No, that's not what being a part of the body of Christ is all about. Honestly, it's about being those people he's called to himself to serve him and serve others so that Christ Jesus might be exalted and that the world might come to know him, and that the world might be saved. It's really kind of what it's about, y'all. Aren't y'all excited about this? You're thrilled you came, aren't you? I can tell. You're excited about it. But hear me now, please. We have these offices 
apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, teachers, so that they can help equip the saints for service. Now, if that's true, and this is what Scripture says, so I receive that as truth. Now, what will this do for us? Follow on this. To equip the people for works of service. Why? So that the body of Christ may be built up until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. Is that not exciting? We are to be about equipping the saints for the works that God has called all of us to so that we can be better servants. Now, as we are better equipped through teaching, through establishing foundations that are strong, through the word that's preached that calls us to the freshness and the power of salvation and forgiveness, to the kind of nurturing that pastors can bring as we grow in our families and our personal lives, to teachers who can take the word through the power of the Holy Spirit and, and break the truth down to us, all of these things given to the body so that each of us can be equipped for service so that we can grow up and be mature. And in that maturity, we come to a unity in faith. We agree that faith in Christ Jesus is sufficient for salvation. We agree that if our faith is in Christ Jesus, nothing is impossible with God. Right here, right now in this house, nothing is impossible when we put our faith in Christ Jesus. Do we agree on that? Absolutely we do. Or we find sometimes folks who haven't received the teaching, folks who haven't matured, maybe they don't understand that all things are possible. So the work here is to enable people to be equipped so that the whole body can grow up in the unity of faith. You got any idea what would happen here in the Outer Banks if every person that showed up in this church this day, just, just this day, went out of this house today, wherever they went, knowing, expecting, and believing that everything is possible in Christ Jesus? Do you know how many people's lives would be transformed? But there is that need to receive, to be equipped, to grow up into unity, to know him and all that he is capable of in us and through us so that the kingdom of God can be manifested. Now, he comes back with this little thing here. And I want to comment on this just briefly, but before I do, I want to take you back to 1 Corinthians 12, where Paul addresses some of this same stuff, where Paul says there, you know, individuals are placed in the body really because it pleased the Father to do so, 
But not everybody is the same. He's saying, listen, just because you can't do this or that doesn't mean you aren't part of the body. And just because you'd rather do this than this doesn't mean you aren't part of the body. But he says we have to come to the understanding that we are all members of the same body, but all of whom are built up in his love. Because as you move from 1 Corinthians 12, you move into 1 Corinthians 13, which is that great chapter of love. And just passing through, I might mention that Scott has put together a little book on that chapter, which is really good. If you haven't read it, you ought to. Just passing through, mentioning that he wrote this little book you ought to read. If you haven't, just thought I'd mention that to you. Why? Because it is the love of God that empowers us to walk out what we receive. And it is the love of God that equips us and enables us to become what we've been called to be and then walk it out. It's important for us to understand it. But here in this first, uh, first Corinthians 12, Paul also drops back and says that he has given us first apostles. What is an apostle about? An apostle is about establishing a firm foundation establishing it. And sometimes apostolic work is really not easy because you have to tell some folks sometimes that the foundation they're leaning on in terms of their understanding about things is just not really cool. But apostolic work is important for us in the body of Christ. What about prophets? Everybody wants to think that a prophet is somebody that runs around and has a prophetic word for everybody so they can feel better about themselves and get on with what God's got. The prophetic is about bringing an end-time, on-time word from God. Sometimes it will include a prophetic word that involves future. That's cool. But we need people who will do that. Paul drops back to use the word teachers after he uses the word prophet, where in Ephesians he says evangelist. Teachers who will rightly discern the Word of God and through the anointing of the Holy Spirit who bring that truth to us as we listen. Can I tell you just for what it's worth to you? We have these offices amongst the staff here at Liberty. They might not call themselves that. Most of my work here with this church has been apostolic. Over the years, some 25 years, it's been about walking with the leadership and helping them understand really what is true foundation in terms of building the body of Christ. It's really been my function here. But there have been times when I function as the pastor and a teacher. Jamie, teacher, pastor. Scott, teacher, pastor. Apostolic work. Hear me now. Don't sit there and say, hey, I'm not ordained. I'm not one of the pastors at this particular church. Hear me. God can use you in these giftings and in these offices because you are part of the body of Christ. It's not relegated to this church, quote unquote, or that church. It's the body of Christ. I know this may not be the thriller for Manila this morning. 
But hear me on this. If the body of Christ in Western Christianity is going to grow up and quit being a baby and whining and fussing and dividing and frustrating the will of God, We've got to be willing to be taught. We've got to be willing to grow up. We've got to be willing who will stand and serve him. Why all of this stuff that brings us down here to verse 14? And then we will no longer be infants tossed back and forth by the waves, blown here and there by every wind of teaching, and by the cunning of craftiness of people in their deceitful schemes. Instead, we will speak the truth in love. We will grow to become in every respect the mature body of him who is the head, that is Christ. Don't you get excited about that? Hello, hello, hello. Listen, from the time your kids are little, you find yourself sometimes saying, grow up. Grow up. Act like a mature person. That's childish behavior. Grow up. Be mature. This book just tells us what the Father's expectation of us is. That we would grow up. That we wouldn't be infants sitting around saying, give it to me, give it to me, give it to me. Feed me milk, feed me milk, feed me milk. That we would be people who would stand before the Lord saying, hey, use me. Let me serve. And God would say, wonderful. I've been waiting on that. Let me equip you and send you out in a way that will bless you and bless others. Got to stop this stuff of just sitting around in a fellowship somewhere saying, meet my needs. Meet my needs. Now. Do we want to be used to meet one another's needs? Absolutely. And should staff in a church like this be concerned about serving the people? Absolutely. But what, we sh- what should we all be about? We should all be about growing up. Does that make sense to you? Huh. You do. So that means if we're going to do that, we have to let somebody help us lay a, a firm foundation. We have to be willing to receive an end time on time word from God and obey it. We have to be a people excited about the fact that the blood of the lamb is sufficient for every person in this realm. And we want everybody to know that Jesus saves. We need to be excited about that. We need to have a pastor's heart, whether we're ever a pastor or not, to nurture and care for the people around us. We need to willing, be willing to receive and to teach. You plan on teaching your children, right? And raising them up. God's probably put in your life somebody that is an infant in, in Christ. Who needs you to encourage them, serve them, and build them up in the most holy faith. Okay. I think the world has yet to see what God can do with a group of believers who are willing 
to be equipped and who are willing to sell out to the purposes of God and serve with his heart of love wherever he sends them. I think this world would be radically transformed even by the small number of people here at Liberty. If we could hear this scripture, submit to it, be a part of that unity in the faith, that part of knowing the Son of God, that part of growing up, that part of not being blown to and fro with every wind of doctrine, not getting ticked off because somebody didn't speak to us or ticked off because somebody didn't like what we were wearing or ticked off because we didn't hear what we wanted to hear or because we took something personal that the pastor said from the pulpit. If we could just grow up and receive a heart of love and sell out to how he wants to use us and be the servants we're called to be. It would radically change the atmosphere here in the Outer Banks. Are you all right? Now listen, hey, let me say this. I'm about done for those of you who are worried about me. Listen, don't take this personal, but please do take it personally. I, I don't say anything up here that I'm not saying to myself. God wants to heal us. He wants to strengthen us. He wants to heal our past. He wants to strengthen us in places that we've always felt weak. He wants to equip us. He wants to do it for us. But he also wants to do it for us so that we can serve others. That's you. That's me. That's the heart of the Father for us. That's not a criticism. That's just the truth. That's where our Father is with us. He's raising up an army. He's raising up the body of his Son, Christ Jesus. This is not a small thing with our daddy. This is a big deal. So, can I encourage you from this morning... Be open to what the Lord's saying to you. And don't listen to the world if the world wants to say, no, that's not you. You're not really equipped for that. You don't have the education for that. You're too messed up for that. Don't listen to the world. Listen to the book and listen to your daddy. Listen to his heart. And then if you do and you simply say, Lord, I love you. I ain't much, but what I am, you got. Use it however you want to. And I promise you, your life will never be the same. And this is my last comment on this, because you guys are so sweet to sit here this long and listen to me ramble on. This is my last comment on it. If you really want to know what the presence of the Lord feels like, If you really want to know what it means to bask in his presence, then love somebody with his love. Out of your innermost being will flow rivers of living water. 
John said that Jesus spoke of this. He was concerning the Holy Spirit. That same Holy Spirit that sheds abroad in our heart the love of God. And just as the flow of the river shapes a riverbed, when you choose through the power of the Holy Spirit to serve and let the love of God flow through you, that love of God is the Father's heart and it will shape you from the inside out. And as the reality of that love flows through you, you will feel and sense your Father's presence. If you don't serve, you're not likely to experience that that's often. But if you really want to walk in that, then choose this day to be a servant of the Most High God and love with the same love with which you have been loved. And as it flows through you, you'll hear your daddy up there going, that's my boy, that's my daughter right there. Hallelujah. And you'll sense and feel that. When you gather in a house like this, all of us want to know the approval of our Father. I just want you to know you've already got it. But you can sense and feel His presence when you yield and serve and let His love flow through you. You all right? Okay. Can I pray with you guys just a minute? It's early in this morning, ain't it? Let me pray with you just a minute. You know, I just noticed that when I stand up here like this, you do the same thing. That's a scary thought. It really is. Maybe I should do something different. <laughs> I had this bad habit in this Methodist church I pastored. Uh, I had several bad habits, but this particular bad habit, uh, I wore a robe so that I had the beautiful stoles. I was looking good. And, uh, but I've never been blessed with a lot of, of um, structure on my behind. So uh, my pants would often just, I, I, they just wanted to drop. And so... I found myself at times there reaching up under my robe and pulling up my pants. And I didn't realize the choir was sitting behind me for some reason. And they all just cracked up and made fun of me. So it's possible that maybe I should change some of my characteristics on the platform so that you wouldn't do it. You know why I said that? Really, you guys know why I said that? There's not a single one of you sitting here this morning that doesn't have some weird characteristics in your life. <laughs> and the beautiful thing is, we've got a Father who loves us and who will use us in spite of our weirdness. <laughs>